tonight we're doing tar finally mm. we got to tar i was saying to do it in october or september or whatever but we had stuff going on and it wasn't playing in theaters <laughs> near us so now we finally get to it because it's on peacock on streaming right. on streaming peacock. everybody can get it yeah i think it's free i don't know if it's the premium peacock or free peacock we have peacock but it's on there so you can go and find it pretty easily um right did you know about this one going in, it's, you know, we're in Oscar season. It's been nominated for Best Picture, Director, Actress for Kate Blanchett. Uh, that's most of what I know about it. I know because we were talking about um, reviewing it when it first came out. But like you said, it didn't make it didn't make our schedule. But um, so as soon as something comes up in our little group talk, I kind of try to, you know, go and see what it's about. So I got the gist of what the movie I've never heard. It's based on a true person. I've never heard about this person before. So. Um, yeah, I didn't know a whole lot. I know that it's Oscar bait and it's now Olivia, Oscar nominated. This isn't so. based on a real person. It's based on a real person, isn't it? It is not based on a real person at all. Lydia Tarr's fictional character. Oh my god, I I thought I saw that it was based on a real person. No, it's so it's such a good character that you would think it's a real person, but no, it's not. This is huh. a this is a not a real person. Lydia Tarr is not a person. Now you've made me think that I need to go and look for a person that's very much like Tar. It's got to be mm. out there. Okay. Renowned anyway. musician renowned <laughs> musician Lydia Tar is days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career when all elements seem to conspire against her. Says a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 73 audience, 75 IMDb, 92 Metacritic. That's very high on Metacritic. Uh, and yeah, Kate Blanchett, I believe, is... It's her and uh, and um, everything everywhere all at once. What's her name? Michelle Yeoh. Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeo. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh. Race. Uh, I don't think the, this will win picture or director, but um, you know, it's 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 a acclaimed film. It's a behemoth. It's two hours and forty minutes. So you yeah. know. Long. You gotta schedule some time out. And Todd Field, the director, he's, I think he's only ever made, ever made uh, In the Bedroom and Little Children. So this is only his third movie in a 25-year career. I mean, they're all, you know, well-received movies, but it's pretty Have selective. you seen either of them? Yeah, I've seen it In the Bedroom. It's pretty, I didn't get, take much away from it. And then I have Little Children, but I haven't seen it yet because I just okay. haven't gotten to it. I saw it In the Bedroom when it premiered up here in Maine because it was a Maine-based film and at the main international film festival um oh, they know. had screening yeah it's pretty cool mm-hmm. well tar on peacock if you have any interest because we are going to spoil it here now so lydia tar is the first female chief conductor of the berlin philharmonic and uh, she has a crew of people around her as we go through her life uh preparing for this big symphony uh she's got her wife who is also uh for, she's one of the chairs in cello or violin. She's in the she's in the band. Um, she's got she's an assistant. the first chair violin. It's very different than being is? a chair anywhere else. Yeah, she's a chair. She's a chair in the violin, and she's in the thing. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> she's got a, a assistant, uh, Francesca. She and then there is uh, she meets with a predecessor of his uh, at dinners. She's got an assistant conductor that has some stuff going on there. Some other scholars, Mark Strong with hair. Uh, and this whole thing. Oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Mark Strong with hair. 
very unsettling. Yeah. Uh, and there is also a young Russian cellist, Olga, who comes into the picture at some point. And there's also a former uh, student of hers that we don't ever mm-hmm. see. We don't ever see her in person. But uh, what was her name? Uh, Krista. You know, the, Krista. Krista. There you go. A lot of yeah. women floating around in here. Um, and you just look at you know you look. It's it's a character study. You look at Tar. You look at her life. Look at what she's accomplishing. How she deals with her people. And uh, you find out some things about her. Some maybe not so positive things. And then uh, you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch Tar Tar. So <laughs> okay. Tar Tar. What you think of Tar? Tar on Tar. It's her book. Yeah, well, I guess it is a surprise. I mean, I thought it was based on someone, so yeah, surprise. Um, it it is it is a long movie. Um, stylistically, it's it's kind of interesting, and uh, they just chose to put the credits running at the front of the film, um, which led me on a chase of watching even more credits because I kept trying to fast forward through it and fast forwarding too far through the movie, and then back to oh, everyone's you, done this everyone you, knows what you, this is t- you tempted that you it's tempting you to fast forward you, you're supposed it was to terrible. yourself i watched it because i, I was, the whole four and a half minutes well i did too because and i probably watched a couple like 30 second parts many times so that serves you right for trying to cheat <laughs> the movie <laughs> i know but i was honestly already tired when i started so that i was like oh no this is this is not boding well. So anyway, so that happens in the movie is that the it starts at the end. Um, so, I mean, I generally like character studies. This is a strong... Kate Blanchett definitely should have been nominated for the Academy Award for this. And it's also... And putting her up against Michelle Yeoh is very... It's going to be very telling because uh, both are really super strong lead female characters yeah but this movie was really slow and in the beginning i had a really hard time the actresses that play all these other three main characters do not look similar at all but how they like weave themselves into her life is very similar so i had a really hard time keeping who was who straight um that sounds like a just complaint (laughs) just always mixes up plain plain white people (laughs) okay well I was uh, channeling Jess in this case. Um, so there's a, a good story in there, but I'm not sure why it took two hours and 40 minutes to tell it. I'm going to stop there. Hmm. I, uh, I got to find the, where is this? This letterboxd review. This is, uh, by user Mar, M-A-R. I don't know who that is, but, uh, it was, it made me laugh very hard because it's sums up what I thought, uh, <laughs> thought of this the whole time uh the joker for lesbians the joker for lesbians you didn't what? see the movie have you... oh you didn't see joker did you i did not see joker or oh, did okay. i well, just see it in the form well, the, okay of the end of this movie is the end of joker <laughs> kind of really okay not exactly but uh, yeah you killed the joke because you didn't see if someone else was on here that's saw joker it'd be funnier um this is a good movie i like this uh it's it takes a bit of a lull, I would say, at the after she does the scene with the kid who's like, "I don't listen to Bach because he's a racist old yeah. white man." And then I'm like, hey, "That's that like that's a scene a lot of people are pointing to." I'm like, "That's a pretty good scene." And then from there until 
maybe when we start to kick it up some more with Suicide Girl, right in the emails, that's when I kind of click back in, which is, I don't know, maybe the hour 10 mark. And then yeah. from there to the end, I'm pretty on the edge of my seat and hooked, because that's kind of when the that's when the actual story kicks in. Like, it, gets, it starts yeah, to dramatic. As, I agree It has a little that, bit of yeah. an... It has a little bit of an Amsterdam effect where, like, oh, my God, we're taking a long time to get to the point. And then when we get to the point, I'm like, oh, I like that. That's good. Um, although Amsterdam <laughs> was on your bottom five of the year, so that's not a bode well. Um, uh, no, so I would probably, although maybe that's true, it, I would probably watch this again before I'd watch Amsterdam again. So, Oh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is much better than Amsterdam, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, like a, a lull, a nice 40-minute lull in there, and it's in the first act which is a pretty big barrier to entry especially too if you got the five minute credit sequence at the beginning like it's a movie ask it's a movie asking for the common movie watcher to turn it off like it does not it the the, the structure is not uh it doesn't play by fair screenwriting rules it's very uh at not out of order but it just drops you in doesn't give you a lot of context scenes just kind of happen from scene to scene it's it doesn't um it doesn't have a narrative thrust segues no, it's yeah, the narrative thrust doesn't come until way, way later. And even when, even when you know what's like the driving thing is, that's still not really what's driving the action. There's not, there's not really anything driving action. You're just kind of watching Tar, and like this is Tar, go, like going to get her mail, and like this is Tar, yes. at her class, and then she's like, oh, she's having fun, like at her class, and then she has this brutal scene with someone in an office, and she's horrible, and then we see her, oh, she's at coffee and dinner, and it's nice, and then we see her reading the emails that of the woman that she, you know, might have had some sexual improprieties with. So you know, you it's just it's scene after scene pretty juxtaposed like they're not like like you said there's not like a smooth transition of just right. just relentless tar <laughs> <laughs> it's tar on tar do you like tar the character what do you think of tar the character and then and then the performance separately oh i don't like tar the character at all um oh you don't like her i like her <laughs> <laughs> no i don't like her at all she's uh she's so far up her own butt it's ridiculous she they gave they give her every every little bit that makes her feel like the man the leading man in the movie that you don't like and that's who she was in this movie she just happened to be happened to be a female and it's not even about that at all it's not about whether it's a man or woman she's just she's awful she's she treat she doesn't treat people well she people are you know disposable in her world and she just goes from one pretty girl to the next so yeah she's when she's did you realize did you think that she was that kind of person from the beginning or do you, or is that a reveal uh i thought she was the 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 hint that i the first thing i got is when we were first introduced to her wife so that was pretty early on i think um, yeah that's very early i would say first half hour yeah, and that their first scene to, scene together, I could tell that she didn't really love her, and that she didn't, you know, she she was it was whenever she saw her the first time she saw her she it was like oh I'm so happy to see you or whatever I'm glad I'm back but it never really hit for me and then when her her wife was like I can't find something I need you know I can't find my keys I need help and it's it's obvious that. Tara's been taking her medication and she's getting caught doing it by doing it. It's just, mm-hmm. she's just not a good person. She's way too, like I said, she's way too, 
egocentric and in in the bad in the worst way. I've heard a lot of people say Tar or the character is like very is very masculine. Like she like doesn't is not a very yes. is not a feminine woman at all. Like she like she, no the first thing not, you see her doing is getting a suit cut. She's getting you know. Oh um, yeah, I forgot. I love that. Just, I love that intro. It's, it's a so great deliberate. scene, but that's the first thing we see her doing. She's putting that's on all her filmmaking costume. stuff though. That's what I. That's what I mean. That's the stuff that kills it, or not kills it in a bad way. Like is is so good in here. Is the is the filmmaking because it's so. Uh, it feels very like distant and sterile, almost kind of Yorgos Lanthimos, almost, but like not as quirky. It, it was it was too long for me to like catch all the nuances of everything because I was sort of I kept getting bored, and then something would happen, and I'd be interested, and then I'd be bored again. Mm, you were not mm. not engaged in here. No, I couldn't stay that until the end. I mean, that last bit when things really started unraveling. I think when she flies across <laughs> the stage and so that's the takes part where out she a becomes, conductor. <laughs> yeah, that's the part where she becomes the Joker. I, like the last forty-five, oh, okay. f- the last forty-five minutes is like it takes such a hard turn. I like because you don't know really what anything's building to. Like in the first hour and a half, I don't really know what what the story is. is. Yeah, like is the perform is her big performance the big epic thing at the end because it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like that before we get the the accusations. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know either because there, we weren't getting hardly any information except for what she does for a living and where she's at in her life with that and you know, she's at the end of this gigantic thing that she started long long time ago with Mahler's Fifth and so I think that I was led to think something was going on with that or maybe the thing that the thing that does happen throughout the movie that's the only thing that's any sort of clue that there's something weird going on is she I think she hallucinates because I don't think it's really happening but she hallucinates these like door ding dongs or uh, phone message tings or just she little hears screaming sometimes randomly here's screaming yeah so there's definitely i mean is that her inner psyche is that her ego you know talking to us through the whole movie i don't know it's never really explained what that is but um but that's a piece that tells you that something's going to be happening and it doesn't really feel like it's going to be with the actual performance of Mahler's fifth it makes me think that she knows what she's doing is wrong because like like she knows that she well because I think it's and it's the end of the thing the end of the whole movie too I think the last 40 minutes of this is very strong which actually helps recontextualize what you've been watching because right. there's a scene in the last maybe last 10 minutes where she goes to a massage parlor and oh my gosh, uh, yeah. she yeah, there's the girl in there, number number was it? Uh, yeah, number five, and then she follows number five. Bolts, yeah, exactly. Bolts out of the room and is vomiting in the street, and like it's so perfectly uh, picking picking the. Oh god, it's just, it's requires so much setup. So she, Krista, <laughs> this girl, we'll go all the way back to the midpoint of the movie. Krista, the girl who's been emailing her, kills herself, and that's like the inciting incident for the actual plot to get going because then the parents come in and they're like, Oh, there's accusations that you, uh, abused her and like took, and then like you forced, you, like, this is, this is on you. You're, 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 and you yeah, it's and all this, all this like, stuff. Yeah. Grooming and sex perf- for performance or, you know, to get ahead in the world, that kind of thing. Right. All that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something like that. I don't think they say explicitly what ex- literally, but yeah, it's that. And right. so she, 
she gets taken off the thing, and so she has a, just a super fast downward spiral. Like it's it's like yeah, one minute immediate. She's, she's it's immediate. Like she's dumped yeah. off the thing. She's like a babbling crazy person at home alone with the with that neighbor with the de- the dying neighbor <laughs> and the uh, oh right. god. And she just loses. At one point, she just loses her shit. She's like chanting in her apartment by herself. I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting the. End of Blue Jasmine, Kate Blanchett, where she's just fucking mumbling to herself. I love that shit. That's my favorite. Uh, and then you know, <laughs> it was a long the, scene. Then you must have liked that. It was. I loved it. I really did. That was. I was, <laughs> I was so on board in that scene. I was so on board the last forty minutes or so. I, I was just. I was so in. Uh, I, yeah. it, it what it like really. I was at the hour forty minute mark. I'm like, eh, this is gonna have to really pull it off at the end for me to like. Like this is like good. Like this is like well crafted, but it's just a, I'm not getting anything out of it. And then yeah, eh, the end. The end pulls out some at least a whole other star for me. It's it's good. And the point, the whole point I was getting to there. The girl, the she's going. She's in Thailand now. She's like annexed to Thailand, and uh, she's goes to. She's like, oh, where can I get a massage? And the I think the woman. Sends her there specifically because she knows it's her that because she's like famous right now for being in a sex scandal and that that's oh, really she's like, interesting. That's that's what I took. I like I didn't think she would. I don't I, like I wouldn't think you would just send anyone to that massage place. You know, like I know it's Thailand, but it's not. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I mean, I, that. that's what I was wondering. If I I could believe either direction, honestly, because I don't know very much about Thailand. So well, then but she it was gets a nice place and- too. It's not like it was a you know a dive it wasn't a dump it was a it there's been massage places that i've gone to that look just like that but well, not with the girls in the in the behind the, the place <laughs> not 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 the girls in the glass ball or whatever no but i'm talking about That's like the... how nice it was when they were walking down the hallway and the sound i was thinking as i'm watching it honestly i'm i'm thinking oh i'm so mad that i had to you know cancel my last massage that i really need to put one out <laughs> in the books so Anyway, no, okay. the, the glass, but the room behind the yes, the room in the back with the women in behind the glass, and then yeah, the one that is number five looks up. Oh, number five! Like I in my head, the whole thing's just like playing out. Like I'm no she in her head realizing no longer am I this thing that I was working towards to be the composer. Now I'm just looked at as the 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 woman, the predator woman, and like yeah. that's what people think of me now. And that's her, yeah, that well, that's her realization and vomiting thing. That's. When we go like earlier, the thing that's why I'm like I think she, she knows she knows it's 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 co- like she has a reckoning coming. Yeah, I don't I don't know if she does or not because I mean, I that's what makes me not like this character because she gets the things that she's doing are reprehensible. So why would you know? She I don't tend to like people who think that they can get away with whatever they can get away with because they have power and money. So that's the kind of character she is, and that's why I don't like her. She does have a fast spiral downward because of that, because she it's an instantaneous realization that she is no longer welcome in the circles that she um, so believes in and thinks are important. You don't think I thought my whole point in that thing was that I thought she had a a remorse for what she did in. In that oh, whole thing. Yeah, but I'm not buying that's a real like a permanent remorse. I think it's a I think it's more of a remorse for herself. It's not really a remorse for herself. It's more of a realization that her life has gone to shit than what she's done to everybody else. I don't think so. I guess oh well, yeah, I, I don't think she gives a shit about Krista necessarily. It's the point it's that she she now she now sees how other people will see her legacy. 
It's the it's the sinking in that her legacy is gone. Yeah, that's probably it because there's not you know you're right. She is different with people, it, it, usually usually in a larger crowd where she's trying to impress or fulfill, you know, a, yeah, a fantasy of what people think she is. So and that's part of like the scenes like I've seen the scene. She's different in every scene. Like she she shapes herself in the room that she's in. Yeah, it's really interesting because she only does it through personality and affectation she's always dressed exactly the same so that's not a lot of times wardrobe can convey you know certain things but she's that's not that's all Kate Blanchett that's not you know anything else so that's the acting kind of reminds me of the what's the 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 blood lady uh, Silicon Valley blood lady Elizabeth Holmes oh yeah little, little Elizabeth Holmes with voice isn't deep enough <laughs> I don't know. I understand why this movie is getting. Um, yeah, it sounds like you didn't all... enjoy this. Didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to because it was too long, and 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 the reason it was too long is because it was really self-important, and you know how much I don't really love that. And you're when all of these really great scores come up, I think that's probably because the people that are seeing the movie already know what they're going to be seeing, and this is what they came to see. They're not disappointed, so. They're a little bit full of themselves, maybe a little bit up their own butts, maybe, and are wanting to watch a, what your dad would quote as a bougie movie and not a regular movie that everybody else would want to watch. I.e., he this did not, not watch this with me. I'm sh- I'm shocked this has a 73 audience score. That is surprising to me that it's that high. I would not think this is not accessible to yeah, like the average person's not going to be on the edge. This isn't Whiplash. No. Like if, if we're comparing another prestige music pick. What did you think of the music in this film? Ah, like the music is actually not what I think about, honestly, because it's just, close. It's just like even I, though it's I, about music, I, I think that's interesting. Well, the thing is, like, if I think I don't think of uh, the song Whiplash and Whiplash, and I love Whiplash, like I don't, I don't remember how that goes. It's got some crazy drum beat. This has got I can't follow this kind of music. I just what I did, uh, I had some time, so I was catching up with Oscar picks. So I watched this. And the other two and a half hour best uh, Oscar pictures uh, nominees, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and yeah. Triangle of Sadness. And those both have awesome kick-ass soundtracks. And so <laughs> I this I watched this between those two. All three very good movies. But the, <laughs> because I watched those two with such awesome scores, this one uh, is not floating to my mind. I feel it's like though, a lot of this- particularly quiet compared to the others. Well, that's the thing. It is quiet. Like there, like the music. Yes. Like she plays the music, but like in scenes where that's not happening, there's not. There's no score. Like there's like at least I'm not thinking of any like in between scene times. No, I think a little bit about her. I mean, because she is writing a score uh, throughout the movie, or she's supposed to be writing one. So um, that's really the only thing, because the rest of it's already you know overproduced classical music that people either know or don't know i'm not familiar with Mahler, so i don't know that music but um yeah i've i have a question i'm a little bit i think i know the answer but i just kind of want to throw that out there one piece of the film in the very beginning well actually it might be the first scene is um somebody is uh live streaming her or sending live video to a friend, I think is what it is. Yeah, well, there, there, there's like a text screen on the screen, and it's the first yeah, time of the movie. It's before the yeah, credits. Yeah, and, and they're talking really bad about her. You know, it seemed like, it, when I saw it, it was like, oh, this is mean girl talk. They're, I think they're on, on an airplane or something, or on a train, maybe. Um, 
and they're talking really bad about her. And then it happens again, briefly toward the end. And yeah, I think it was Lupita. I think it's again. Olga, the cellist, right? The one who that she's trying to now have be her newest protege. Is that what we're led to believe? I didn't. I didn't pick. If that's what they're. No, I didn't get the impression that that was her. Is was there something that led us that would lead us to believe that that was Olga? Well, who else would it be? I mean, it's somebody. I thought it was it just has like, to, It's not somebody just. I mean, we only have like six characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but then if if it were important, who it was? I thought that was just like this is the this is the the public representation of oh she's falling from grace like random people in in audiences at her things are saying oh what a maybe. mess maybe maybe but that was like that in the beginning so was the beginning like a foreshadowing no the beginning moment? i thought that shot in the beginning before the credits was during that time and now two and a half two hours in we are looping back to that point oh okay then that 100 percent makes sense it's a. It's I like thought it a, was. I thought it was just Olga. No, Olga knowing that. I mean, it's got to be around in that world that she's a groomer. So, even though we're just, you know, we as the audience are just finding out about it. Um, but I thought maybe this was all Olga, and Olga's, you know, going along with it because she knows that she's going to get something out of it. No, and I, that might have been interesting. F- but but the, the, this movie's not called Tar and Olga. It's just Tar. So we can't. We don't. I know. Olga. <laughs> Olga yeah, is know. only a. Olga being anything but a pawn would take away from tar- the 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 set the spotlight that needs to be on Tar. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking there. Being like, oh, that'd be kind of an interesting narrative choice. Then I'm actually thinking larger. Like, no, that would that would steal the spotlight away from the you know the point of the movie is Tar on Tar. Like the point is, <laughs> yeah, uh, and nobody wants the spotlight ego, away from the people. The important, yeah. People. No man is an island, ego unchecked, like even the most brilliant geniuses become monsters, uh, ultimate power corrupts ultimately, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I was happy to see Adam Gopnik in the beginning. Do you know him? Is he the guy who's playing himself? He's the interviewer, yeah, at the very beginning of the movie. I don't know his works. Oh. I just, I ran into him a long time ago, not long, I would probably at least 15 years ago when he wrote a book of Paris to the moon about moving with his family to Paris. And then now I think he's, he's a writer for one of the big New York papers. I can't think of which one. Interesting that, that was interesting. It was an interesting he was choice. To, he was trying to spar with her. He was trying to, I thought he was trying to like get under her skin a little bit. I think so. I mean, I, I think that she was, she was giving her own you know, lecture on the importance of how much she knows about life. Uh, And he was trying to kind of uh, get in there a little bit like, eh, not not everybody knows everything, but you seem to think that you do. So, okay. (laughs) What do you think of her ending up like, uh, like all great washed up, uh, washed up uh, people. (laughs) She ends up on the cosplay circuit at the end. I was so confused for a minute, honestly, because there are a lot of time. There's, a, for, yeah, I was a lot of confused about a lot of a couple of things there, but there are a lot of things that happen that kind of shift time in this movie. So I'm not really sure where we're at if it's a flashback or whatever. And so I was like, as I'm watching that, I'm like, is this a fat flashback to her first gig? And now she's worked her way up to what she is. And then they showed the audience all dressed in cosplay things, and I was like. Yeah, no, this this is the end. <laughs> we've, this is where we've ended up. Like, oh man, the uh, she's than... conducting 
She's conducting yeah. the score of a video game called Monster Hunter, a real life uh, video game series. So, if you, yeah. I can imagine if you're a Monster Hunter fan and you're watching this, and then that comes up at the end as she's playing it, that's got to be like a nice. <laughs> that's got to be a nice little punch for you. That fandom has probably been waiting for a long time for this movie. When 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 you're in a very specific fandom and they get shouted out, it's pretty pretty good feeling. Like when it's yeah. it's a very niche fandom. It's uh yeah. <laughs> I like I, it. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else for Tar. Any other things I wanted to pull out Hit here? On. Yeah, this is the way she treats the people. Say. So yeah, so you, know. you you don't you you don't like Tar? The you don't think Tar's a good a good role model, something to aspire to. Tar is no Tar is not a good role model. Oh what God. if Tar were exactly the same but didn't groom women? But she did everything else the same. Would she still be awful? Less reprehensible, but still not somebody I would want to call, uh, you know, tight in my circle of friend group. Because just too much into herself. She's, you know, the, the the people in her life all wait on her. And she does not give two shits about what they're, what they're about. So that's, no, that's, that those kind of people, I don't have time for those kind of people. It's better <laughs> that she's not a criminal. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you recommending Tar? <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. Just because it's too long and slow. The story is not bad. The acting is great. Uh, the music's ultimately forgettable. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give <laughs> The music's forgettable because it's not, you know, there's very little. it's about music. <laughs> well, it's not really about music. It's about a person, you know. You're right. It's like J- Jerry Maguire. Not a sports movie, but, you know. It's kind of a sports movie. Kind of a sports uh, movie. I recommend this. This is this is a solid like four star, four to five star movie, but only because that ending is so good at at hitting back points. Like the ending really like it the the downward spiral is so fast and so vicious and so and I love uh letting letting scenes just happen and like not having to tie like like i love when it when things come back randomly and like but things don't need to always be like talks to death like she goes and sees her brother at the end we didn't nothing about that and then we find out her name's linda not linda in the last 20 like it, like what and then, then we're just up and now we're in the philippines like but like we find out she's in the philippines because she goes from that scene to walking in the train station and then we hear someone speaking it's not english Gal- in a, on, on a speaker Gal- like that's yeah that's it's the, those kind of filmmaking choices that make the whole thing work as like like I when people are like oh this is a masterpiece th- that's why I I understand people who would call this a masterpiece yeah but that all it's, happened on one third of the film and the other two thirds were it was either I don't know they had a lot of money to spend or it was just so hyper self indulgent no I it's think there was story. a lot of that tell the I story. think there was a lot of that that you don't pick up on when you're watching it because we are trained to look for a narrative so like I'm not paying attention to I'm not watching those quiet scenes in the first third because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. It's not, you know, yeah, and you then, can t- then I can still cut. tell this story a lot with a lot less time. You could, yes, you could, but I think the people who want to spend time here want to spend a lot of time here. Yeah, well, that's it was. It was what two hours forty. If this were two ten, I'd be good. I would. It would, doesn't need that much of a haircut for me. That one section in the. I don't need to understand. Half an hour. Half an hour is a lot. Got it. Half hour is a lot, but I mean, it's you know, it's twenty percent. But like, it, it's because they don't need to. They don't need to build her up as much as they need to. Like, I would leave everything alone from the hour fifteen mark to the end. I would just change that hour fifteen beginning to 
45 minutes, maybe 50. Still, very good movie. Not not my pick I for uh, for uh, end of the year, or best of the year, but uh, I, deserving. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wag anyone's finger who says this is the best movie of the year. That's like I I could see that as an argument. So one recommend yeah. and one not recommend for Tar. And yeah. uh, that that is on there. You have any interest in All Quiet on the Western Front or Triangle of Sadness? Because I did just watch those, and I would uh, I'd like to talk about those. All Quiet on the Western Front, maybe. Triangle of Sadness. I don't, I've never heard of Triangle of Sadness, so I don't know what that is. Triangle of Sadness is the third in the the menu Glass Onion trilogy. In the what trilogy? In the the menu Glass Onion trilogy. What? I didn't know there was a such trilogy. Come on, pick pick up what I'm putting down here. What am I? What am I saying? What am I saying right now by saying that? I have no idea. It's another movie about pretentious rich people. It's three pretentious rich people movies that came out in 2022. <laughs> it's a trilogy. Why are you not picking this up here? Three well received, critically critically well reviewed movies about rich people. Yeah, well, the movie we just watched was about rich people, too, so... Yeah, but the, the point of this movie was not about rich people. The point of Triangle of Sadness, like the other two movies, is about rich rich people bad. Or, you know, okay, well... capitalism bad, whatever, you know, what all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. People, uh, people are bad. Triangle of Sadness. I, I think that'll be good to talk about. All right, <laughs> if you have things to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook... Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And what else? Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. Thanks uh, for being on for... That's good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being on for Tar, Mom. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.